warmest of greetings to you, and welcome to another week of Happily Ever Teaching, where we help you enthrall your learners in every subject under the sun using the best teaching method known to science storytelling. To do this, we feature special guest educators who are passionately keen for your children to become amazing and successful human beings. I am storyteller Chip Cahoon, and with me this week is. Hi, I'm Helen. I'm currently teaching reception in year one children at a tiny school in Buckinghamshire. Hi, I'm Toria Bono. I'm a year four teacher at a very large junior school, and I'm also the host of the podcast Tiny Voice Talks. And today we are exploring learning outcomes in geography with this week's folktale from Indonesia. You can listen to the story by downloading our sister podcast, Fables and Fairy Tales, or search our website, epictales.co.uk, for The Wrong Side of a Giant. There you'll find a video of me telling the story that you can share with your children. And if you sign up as an epic educator, you'll also get a copy as an ebook or paperback illustrated by Winnie the Witch's very own Corky Paul, as well as the full audiobook for you to download at any time, and even some tips for telling the story yourself. Right now, though, let's continue our discussion with Helen and Toria. We're starting this week with some geography, which already I think we've we've mentioned a few of the fair trade Fortnite angles. We can explore this. Um, Toria, I think it was you who mentioned how you could maybe explore um, poverty both in the area where this story is set, um, Indonesia, where Tutamu comes from, um, but also closer to home. I think I think that's really important because, as I said um, when we were discussing the English aspect, the fact oh, it might be PSHE, um, the fact that actually children will naturally assume that it's set, that this is taking place further away because yeah. they often do, and actually looking at poverty closer to home, I think is really important and developing children's understanding of that. I think having a world map. And actually asking children initially, where do you think, you know, poorer areas are potentially? Mm. And mm. for them to understand that every country has poorer areas and richer areas, that actually yeah. it's not a one size fits all. Well, that's the poor country and that's the rich country. Yeah. Th- because I think yeah. that's really, really vital for, for young people to understand that actually in every country, you have rich aspects and you have poor aspects. There are some countries that are so-called richer than others, but that mm. doesn't mean that they don't have poverty. And I think when we look at the UK, we have significant poverty within the UK. That we do. And yes. children aren't always aware of that. And I think that's really quite frightening that they aren't aware of it and they assume it's something that's happening out there yeah which may actually be because of the need in the curriculum to do that comparison between countries and um, it's so easy to get trapped into looking at the generic character of a country and see that as being a poor country so you, you know even comparing the, the wealthy sides of um, a country you know and how there's wealth over there and there's wealth over here but i would also say that it's ha- it has to do with media portrayal at times like that's true often yeah. if you talk to people about ethiopia 
Then they think of Bob Geldof walking along the plains with, you know, young yes. children beside him. But actually, Ethiopia looks nothing like that. It's got, you know, um, mm. skyscrapers and all sorts. It looks nothing like the perceived notion. Equally, you know, you'll see adverts on television which depict poverty, but it will be depicting poverty in other countries. And mm. I think what that does is that creates a stereotype for children of what what poverty looks like mm. as opposed to what it actually is and i think it's really important you know if you look at marcus rashford last year um you know he really was fighting for free school meals and so on he was really yeah. fighting for the fact that actually you know we need to ensure that every child in our school has breakfast lunch and dinner and ab absolutely has um you know hot hot meals yeah um and i think for some young people in our schools that would not that message wouldn't have been understood because that's not the yeah. reality of their situation yeah. the reality of their situation is they're getting up they're having breakfast they've got you know lunch they've got dinner they're not they, they've never lunch. gone hungry yeah mm. you know there's a resource i'm i'm thinking of that um would definitely help with this i i I hope you folks may be aware of it. It's uh, what's it called? Uh, Dollar Street or something? If you you heard of this, I will definitely no. make sure it's in the resource list. Um, but it's basically a, a project where they um, they have a street of uh, photos um, from like the the poorest to the wealthiest, mm. um, and the pictures are taken from all around the world. So you get to see um, the the sort of difference in poverty levels again okay. from all around the world and and wealth levels, I suppose, because yeah. it's, it's not just poverty. Um, but uh, we'll. we'll We'll dig that out and make sure it's mm. in the resource list because that um, will be a very useful adjunct to what you were uh, wanting to discuss there. I, th I just think it's so important, you know, as you know, I'm the equity diversity representation lead at my school. And I think it's really important for, for young people not only to see themselves in books and so on, but also to understand the world around them and not put stereotypes on people well, yeah. because you are, yeah. you know, I think we have. I know that I grew up with those stereotypes being mm -hmm. basically in a world in which stereotypes existed. And I want to smash that. And I, I think most educators do. Yeah. I think this story um, does that in, in a few ways itself as well. You know, the really fact does. that you don't just have, yes, okay, Tutamu is poor and hungry, but it's not like she is just sitting in a corner all day. She yeah. she is working very, very hard. So, yeah, you know, showing that side of things is, is very important too. I think something that I noted down just to do with helping children, particularly because I'm thinking of the younger age range, just have yeah. an image in their heads of, of different parts of the world and what life might look like in different parts of the world. Mm. And you could look at the, the sort of the less wealthy side of it or just a general, just what a day-to-day -day life of a child in, in Indonesia mm. um, that might be very different, but without any judgment on that. It just might be, I think I was reading that quite often children start working on on farms um, from the about the age of 10, which is very, very different mm. from the experience of a lot of children in the in the UK where we are. That's um, right. So I thought just looking at using um, photographs and images because the children might not have even a picture in their head of what <laughs> what Tutumu and her mother might look like if they are from yeah. Indonesia and just just giving them those experiences yeah. through pho photographs and through through maybe um, videos. You know, YouTube is a wonderful resource. Just um, <laughs> seeing what life might be like for an Indonesian 
child or an Indonesian rice rice farmer. And there's a lot of rice rice farmers in Indonesia. Mm -hmm. Just a different a different way of life. I think is very important for children to to see that people live differently all across across the world, but also within this this country. Around that, um, again, I would always use a map, as Tori was saying, <laughs> yep. get the map out and, and pinpoint where Indonesia is and where our country is, wherever that happens to be. Um, and then just, <laughs> just that first idea of this is a completely different country and it's, you know, in many ways, very, very different from, from our, our way of life. And then do a bit of, you know, for year twos, year ones, maybe year twos, do a bit of a di diary writing as, as an Indonesian child mm -hmm. who, might, who might go to school, but then might come home at lunchtime and then work on the paddy fields. I thought it'd be an interesting way for them to develop some empathy for other people's ways of life. Yeah, especially given that, you know, Indonesia is, is a country made up of different islands. That's yeah. going to be very different to yeah. um, those of us in the UK who live on an island, um, folks in um, the US who have different states around a massive yeah. country. Um, so, yes, it's uh, th definitely a good one to to explore. On the back of what Helen was saying, actually, I don't know if you've either of you have come across Lifter, or indeed the listeners have, but Lifter is a wonderful, wonderful um, thing to use to really give children insight into what different places in the world look like it's um, like an online platform which has videos from all over the world oh, okay. and it's a really really good way of developing children understanding of what it looks like um, and I was actually thinking as well about you know looking geographically at different areas mm. and why they are used for farming and what is grown and why it's grown there and actually oh, yeah. really considering that you know sort of why don't we grow sort of coconuts in England per se mm. you know those <laughs> those sort of things what is it about those different areas and what do we think you know Tutumu might have been growing what vegetables might she have been growing and did it lend itself yeah. well or not because I think that's another thing that I know that young people just assume that you can grow everything everywhere. Yes, mm. you can get whatever you need because it's on the <laughs> on the supermarket. Oh yeah, exactly, so really yeah. good to um, to yeah. get some food. See, if there's any any in our supermarkets that do actually come from Indonesia. Yeah, and again, linked to, linked to that absolutely is is looking for you know the fair trade products, but mm -hmm. also yeah. looking you know made in and and actually you know the cost of flying things in yes yeah, yeah that's true yeah the that's a very important discussion for today isn't it yeah 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 i wonder coming full circle on this whether you could then look at you know why a story like this might have grown out from indonesia and a story like jack and the beanstalk might have grown out from closer to home because nice. obviously you've got um different foods being involved yeah. in in each of the yeah. stories there you go. See, you're, Toria, you you're go. rubbing off on us already, starting to <laughs> <laughs> pull all of the different areas into every podcast. <laughs> That's all we have time for today, folks. If you try out any of these ideas, or if you'd like us to help you teach a topic you are soon to cover with your young learners, do let us know on social media using at Teach Happily, or leave us a review using your favourite podcast app. Please also share this podcast with your colleagues and help us start a story-led revolution in classrooms around the world so children everywhere can learn in a way that's effective, memorable and enjoyable all at the same time. Tomorrow, Tutamu and the Giant will help us teach design and technology. But right now, it only remains for us to say cheerio and we hope to hear your story soon. So, cheerio! And we hope to hear your story soon!